0: They say winning ain't everything Well, we don't have them type conversations over here, man Had that conversation with the losers We trying to win at everything we do Even in the loss, we don't see defeat We see a lesson learned Straight up Look, I came into this world in 1978 The doc looked me in my face and knew I was something great 45-42 Prescott, that's where I'm from Grew up in the slums around dope dealers and bums As humble as I was I adapted to my habitat In my own lane, no Far from where they crashing at Dumb bar graduate The game, out of mastered it Served in the Navy Look, y'all don't know the half of it Pops passing no one Moms passed last year I know they up in heaven Smiling down Crying mad tears Cause they son making it No telling where I'm taking it My city been cursed But I feel that I'm breaking it Coached it, went high in 15 In one state Seen the fork in the road And went straight I know what I'm worth. I'm OG King Kirk, Brooklyn Nets Gaming Crew Legend. Let's work.
1: Hey, this is OG King Kirk, your host of the OG Two Cents podcast. I know it's been a while. I've uh, been on a nice little break. Uh, this season's schedule's been kind of hectic, but we're back, and I'll definitely be dropping an episode each and every week uh, for the remainder of the year. Um, so I just uh, thanks to everybody who's been patient and waiting. Uh, and also still supporting. Uh, So I definitely appreciate it. Uh, If you haven't already, uh, make sure you go to our YouTube channel uh, and subscribe. Uh, Go to Apple. Give us a five-star rating. It helps us out a lot. Uh, Also, you can catch it on Spotify, iHeart, and any other major streaming platforms. Uh, Make sure that you keep supporting the podcast. Appreciate you all. Uh, Let's continue to stand against any forms of social justice and racism. And this episode is brought to you by Zenny Block's. Make sure to armor your eyes with Zenny Blocks Virtual Clear Blue Blockers. It's important to protect your eyes from the harmful blue light from your digital screens so you have less eye strain and that makes for better sleep and performance. Check them out at slash gaming or follow them at Zenny Gaming on Twitter and Instagram. This episode, episode 83, Demon JT. Jonathan Fields has always been a man of many talents, even well before he joined the NBA 2K League's broadcast team. Though he is best known by his gamertag Demon JT, he went by the alias of Fresh Prince JT when he was drafted by Wizards District Gaming with the 12th overall pick in Season 1 of the NBA 2K League. Two years later, he found a new home when he was traded to Pistons GT. In his long season with Detroit, he averaged 16.3 points per game, 3.5 assists, 1.3 steals, while shooting 49% from the field. While Demon JT currently does not play in the NBA 2K League, he is determined to eventually make his way back. Until then, he has submerged himself in the community in various ways. He was on the league broadcast this season for the first ever 2K League 3v3 tournament, and can be commonly found in community spaces on Twitter. He also competed in the UPA World Championships in Vegas for at Space Jam Esports, this time playing lock and once again, proving to the world that he's there's more to Jonathan Field than meets the eye. I've had the pleasure of knowing JT from way back, uh, when he was dominating the pro-am scene back in 2017, uh, definitely a good friend of mine. He I also tell you that it's been a, probably way overdue for me to have him on the show. Uh, but without further ado, JT Demon JT, what's going on, JT? How you doing, man?
2: It's been a while, you know. I kind of, I was like, you know, me and him go back when I'm gonna get my invite. You know, took, took took a good three, four years, but it's going good. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, bro. No,
1: nah, and, and you know what? For, forgive me on that. I mean, most of the time, uh, I I you know, it's a conflict of interest during the seasons, especially since I joined the league. But now I try to hit the players up in the offseason and get them on and things of that nature. But, you know, I know, um, you know, you're a Chi-Town kid. Now you, you done been across the globe throughout the league, but now you're in Cali.
2: Just talk about, you know, your life right now and, and, and what's going on in Cali. To be honest, I've always been a East Coast kind of guy. And then Detroit came, and I met my girl who lived in L.A., and she ended up coming to Detroit during the pandemic. And I'm like, okay, you know, let's see. Let's take a trip. L.A. always been my end game. And then, you know, season four draft comes. I'm still in my Detroit apartment with Ramo. I go undrafted. I'm like, what's next? Back home? No. Stay in Detroit? No. L.A.? Yeah. So found an apartment with my girl. Moved back out here. L.A. is beautiful. Expensive. Expensive but it's beautiful. It's definitely, I can see why it's been my end game. It's so many things to do. It's so many networking events. It's just a lovely city through and through. So my life is just really just exploring it whenever I can, whenever I'm not working or making content, just go out and live, you know, restaurants, new events, like just do it. I do anything, do anything. I never thought I would do years ago. Just live life to the fullest.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and, You know, you joined the 2K League uh, for the broadcast. Definitely not a surprise for me. I mean, I think um, I can think all the way back, uh, you know, watching you play and and pro-am and streaming. You always had that that, that charisma about yourself that kept people engaged, you know, talk a lot of shit, uh, you know, get real hype, everything like that. I think – you know, I've seen you mature over over time, and when I say that, it means like just I have seen you get older, and you know you deal with things a, a lot different and things of that nature. But that, like I said, definitely not a surprise to see you on the broadcast. You did a damn good job uh, doing that. It just seemed like a natural fit, like, I, and it seems like uh, that's going to be something that, that's down the lane. But talking about, I want you know before you get into that, you know, we in season five. Uh, I know you've been, you know, watching the 3v3, watching the 5v5. Just give me your overall thoughts on the season and just some of the action that you've been paying attention to.
2: I feel like this is, is the best season we've had. I feel like usually over the years, you know, not to take shots at nobody, but, for example, last year, the Lakers and Bucks were terrible. I don't really see that this year. I don't see a team that's a free dub. I see teams that even primarily the Cavs have one point, but the Cavs have had several close games. Cavs have blown games. I feel like this is the most competitive it's ever been. Every team has had their chance to really have a solid record. It's just a big difference between who can close, who can execute their game plans for four quarters, who can adjust things of those sorts. But I love what I'm seeing from just a 5v5 aspect of the competition of just how close it is how close these teams are. As far as 3v3 goes, I feel like it's really a want-to from teams. I feel like it's more so a lack of players wanting to buy in, wanting to do something new. But that's when it kind of comes down to, as a player, even back when I was a player, oh, we want more money, we want longer contracts. To do that, you have to find a way to keep bringing money to the league because as a player, 9 out of 10, you don't bring money to the league. So if you're not trying to do different things to bring money to the league, why would they give you more money? So it's players who are, who are playing for 150 K multiple times. I say every three, three event, 150 K that's extra money. But it's some players like, man, I don't like this, man. Forget this. I'm not with it. Okay. Say that. You don't, you don't like money. It's okay. I get the, I get the schedule. not the best I do. But what, what starts off perfect? You trying to tell me season one, five V five was perfect. It was plenty of problems. Wow. I would know I was there. So just in a sense, I'm happy to strive 5v5 five, five is going. I'm seeing teams take 3v3 three, three more serious, going more of uh, buying into it. So I'm kind of happy where that's going too. I just can't wait until everybody just really buys in, locks in, and tries their best to win money.
1: No, without a doubt, I always say that uh, we all playing the same game. Like at, at the end of the day, you and you know how it is better than anybody. I mean, two K sometimes is gonna rock with you, and sometimes it's not. So in those situations, you just got to do the best you can at, at controlling what you can control. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, and you and it made a lot of valid points in there. And, and just to kind of like piggyback like off of some of the things you you mentioned, like when you know how you look at it now, and when you was a player, you know, is it anything? that you kind of – if you could go back and change some things about your career thus far, uh, what would those things be?
2: One thing, content. I feel like nobody in the league does consistent content. And, of course, we make excuses, oh, so it's hard. After the scrum blocks, we, we don't want to. But at the end of the day, one thing I know none of us want to do is go back to work a regular 9-5. When the league is done – Nobody wants to go back and work for the man, have some boss who, who makes every call you do, who picks your schedule. You want to do that. So that's it. Like season two, I was horrible. I was I was heartbroken. My career was horrible. I wouldn't even take that back because it made me a better person. I needed that. I needed that growth. I needed that heartbreak. I needed that terrible season, that or to stop believing in me, to really find out who I am as a man. I needed that. So it's just content. Really, for three years, so especially with my personality, push the content. Don't take a break. Blow up off the content because that's what I want to do anyway. Like, I don't want to work a 9 to 5 ever again. I don't view commenting as a 9 to 5. It's too short. I want to just continuously build content. So that's the only thing I would change is content. Career-wise, all that happened for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. I would just change me not doing content, how I should have done it. Got
1: gotcha. you. Uh, just to circle back on the broadcasting, um, it, you know, how did that come about? Like, I mean, I think, like I said, it was no surprise to me when I seen you, you know, come on uh, the, the, enjoying the the broadcasting team. But, but like, how did you know? How did that happen?
2: I'm gonna be honest. Last year. They spoke on it, spoke on getting players back in. And it was more so of a one-time appearance thing. And for some reason, when that came about and it was a one-time appearance thing and my watch party streams were shut down, I'm like, okay, we're shutting down my watch party streams. That means that me doing a one-time appearance, it doesn't it doesn't benefit me because money was already taken out of my pockets. So, like, why do I help? But then this year came around, I was hit up the day before the draft about it. And I'm like, okay, so I guess y'all know something I don't know. I guess I'm not getting drafted. Um, There's no way y'all would know that. But okay, all right. So draft comes, goes through. I don't get drafted. But I told them that day, the day before the draft, I know it's a chance. Because of my narratives, not my skill, I don't make it. So I'm with it. I don't get drafted. I'm with it. So that's how that came about, They kind of came to me. And the funniest part is, I was only supposed to do once a week, never go to Indy. But it's like, when I got in there, I blew the roof off it, I kicked the door down. That's how you're supposed to do it. You don't. You don't always need this big red carpet, this big opening, you need that small window to see what you could do. Take that small window, you exceed expectations great things will come. Now look at me. I'm an indie. I'm working every day of the week for 3v3s now. Like it's, it's crazy. Like what you can really do when you just put yourself to it and try to do the best you can do. And when I do it, it's like, I don't think, like I told you earlier, like I don't, you, you ask me something, You tell me something. I don't do scripts. They ask me what about scripts? I don't need them. I don't need them. I got that quick switch. Camera turns on. I got you. I'm a BJT in a more professional way, but I'm still that guy when it comes to entertainment. So I know how to entertain on different platforms in different ways and different varieties.
1: No, nah, you definitely prove that. I mean, like I said, it wasn't no surprise to me. It's a few people who just got that, that it factor like that. I mean, I think, you know, I had a chance to manage, uh, you know, one player in particular that that had it like that. I think Tox does a great job naturally uh, in front of the camera and on the mic. I mean, so you definitely, you know, fit the rim of what of what we need, like something fresh and like I I knew after a while. I didn't know how many years like it would probably take because we still we still young at it uh, when we look at it. Just in anything, five years is not a long time to be doing anything, but getting former players back into the mix and being able to give a different point of view, a different perspective, um, different energy, you know, and different insights. So I, I think it's I think everybody's happy to see it. Uh so thus far. Um is it, you know, is broadcasting something that you can see yourself doing, you know, for for a long period of time.
2: I do. The only reason I say I do, I feel like it opens so many doors. Like how I'm broadcasting 2K right now, I could be broadcasting real life basketball next year, different esports next year. Commentating and broadcasting is really a, it's such a wide venue. It's such a a big thing. You know, it's it's not like if I'm doing this well and I show you, I know this as well if it's a whole different game, you're like, okay, we could use that type of energy. Like who wouldn't love him? Who wouldn't like him? So long-term wise, definitely with how the league is set up currently, you know, six months, one year contracts. I stay with my girl now. I'm used to that life, like home grown up life. I'll be 30 next year. I turned 29 in 10 wow. days. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, I'm, I'm not young no more. So I can't think like a young dude no more so when it comes to me long term, this fits because, especially with what the league's doing, I'm going to Indy once every month for some days and the rest, I get to work at home and do content, do whatever I want. That fits the life I'm trying to live, rather than leave a girl I've been with for two years, for six months, and have to have her visit and do all, all this other stuff, or even have to make her uproot and leave a better city for, you know, anywhere, because it's LA, like, Anywhere you go is basically a downgrade. But yeah. long term, yeah, I can see myself going.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, with you explaining everything that you just explained, now uh, does that mean you, you are you gonna give it another go at the league? Or you know, are you saying you unofficially retired or are you saying that?
2: I'm so undecided. My girl told me I'm retired. <laughs> My girl told me you're retired, we have nothing to talk about, you know. You had fun. You're done. When it comes to me, I still miss it. I still miss it when I do it. That's, that's part of where my energy comes from. My part of my energy is from a player miss being out there, seeing how dudes are just making these mental mistakes, seeing how dudes are making these big hero plays that are panning out. Like I love it all. I love every up and down as a player. I do miss playing it. I do miss being competitive. I watched that Wizards-T-Wolves game. I'm like, man, that's that's my environment. That type of game, I'm thriving in that. I'm yelling. I'm like, that's, I love it. That made me miss it more than any moment in these last two years. That moment between Bear and Awkward, I'm like, man, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we need more of. So am I retired? I can't answer that. I feel like it's something I have to decide at a later date. But the only reason it's even a question is because I don't know what else I can do. I switched positions. I got off guard. I did what I was told. I was, I was one of the best off of guard. I, I don't know what else to do. You know, like two years off being off of guard and doing what I'm told and still not making it when I know I'm good enough, when I know I'm, my personality's there, But teams are worried about fits and stigmas and narratives. Stop assuming. Talk to me. But teams don't do that. I've only had maybe, what, six interviews in the last two seasons total? Was it 24 teams? Come on. You trying to tell me these teams are too good for JT when they got two points, one point, three points? Do two events? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I can help your trash team. I promise. If your team is trash, you probably lack a leader. That's what I am. But you look over me because of stigmas and narratives that nine out of ten are lies at the worst. I will always tell everybody the truth. I will, I will Because if I lie and somebody tell you the truth, I look dumb. So I'm going to tell you the truth so you can hear my side of things, my spin on things. So then you can take what you want from it. But if I lie to you about myself, then I'm only hurting my own image but teams don't like to just look and ask and really find out what the problem is, what went wrong, what was your spin. So that's my biggest thing. If I knew I could make it, I probably would go again. I do miss it that bad, but it's no promise. And that grind, that grind is crazy. That six-month grind is ridiculous. It is really night in, night out. 2K is not part-time. Unless you are retained, you are not taking three, four days off a week. You can't. You have to put in five, six, sometimes even seven. All these tourneys, all these leagues, there is no breaks. You take a five-day vacation, you are missing something. I went on a cruise last year with my girl. I missed five player tourneys. Five. For a five-day cruise, I missed five chances for a league spot. Without the drop-in, I wouldn't even be in the pool. But that's crazy. Five days. I missed five days near a holiday and I missed out on five different opportunities. That's what I'm saying is that that life is more so for a younger dude. If you're not guaranteed, I'm older now. I, I need more so of a more stability, more long term. And the league is not really long term. And I'm I'm seeing that with a player like me. Other players have it different, cool, but I'm not. Other players, I have to f- focus on JT. So we'll have to wait and see. I'm still thinking about it, pondering it every day.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. And it's, uh, same way, you know, you mentioned about the the Wizards and T Wolves series. Just, uh, I just want you to talk about the turn in general. You know, from JT's point of view, uh, you know, just break down the turn for us.
2: The turn is my favorite part of the year. I did find out recently that it's called the turn because it's the turning point. Didn't know that even though I was a player, but I, f- I feel like it's where you see what teams haven't figured out. You see what teams really have jailed and have figured the game out on both ends, what to do, what sets to call, rotations, everything. So if you're still not good at this point, you're not in trouble, but your time is running out. You have seed weeks. You had to take it. You do not have much time. You do not have much time. So I love the turn because I really see what teams are. And some teams, the greatest part about now, some teams in remote, they're like, okay, they're kind of whack or they're up and down. Then they get on stage and it's like, where's this been at? Prime example, Philadelphia. They have now went two and three in the tip-off and the turn. Both times, went two and three. Went to the finals in the tip off and then went to the finals and won in the turn. Like, it's so weird, but it's like some players just need that. Some players need to be in that environment. That's what made season three so weird for me. I'm used to being on the stage, being able to yell, getting yelled at. Now you're trying to tell me I'm in a room, not with my teammates, I'm in my bedroom. I have to make sure my bet is made because it's a big fly pack in my room recording everything, and that's all I got. Like the league is looking at me in my room, like I'm streaming in the offseason when I'm playing a league game. So this point, I like what I'm seeing from a lot of teams. And the ticket to me is wide open. It's wide open. I feel like players are in a sense, they could do anything. Like I said, it's the most competitive it's been. So, in a ticket, anybody can win. Seed weeks, anybody can take off and turn up and get four points, get five points. This league is that competitive. So, the turns just showed me I'm ready. Look at the Wizards. Wizards were not good start the season. Look at them now. They beat the T-Wolves. Who had them beating the T-Wolves? Nobody. I had to be a competitor, but I had the Wolves in three, the Wizards in three, and they matched them. They battled with them, with the best team in the league. When they played the Sixers, in my opinion, they were gassed. Is that an excuse for they lost? No, because Philly was mentally not all the way there, too, because of other situations that I won't name, because don't have time to be getting in trouble for that new job now. Um, but, yeah, I do like what I'm seeing from the league at this point, especially with the turn. I feel like they really – Teams are, are figuring it out, teams are getting better. The worst teams will probably start to try new things, but it's still so much time left or not so much, a little bit of time left with the seed weeks of both leagues. That's what I feel like the worst teams have to lock in on. If you're not one of the better teams in 5v5, become that team in 3v3. A lot of the good teams in threes are not the top teams in fives. Like, actually, I think none of them, none of the top who went wizards, and, uh, wizards. wizards. yeah that's yeah, it. yeah wizards but then uh dukes went there like you know what I'm saying like like it's it's still so much more money to be made it's two two months left in the season just lock in or about two and a half months so but I'm happy from what I seen turn
1: yeah just uh just to stay on cue, probably my last question regarding the 2 league. There's um I want at this point of the season, JT's, you know, MVP candidate, you know, uh, most improved coach of the year, and like I want, I want, I want you to give me your, your uh, prediction on who you think at this point, or who may at the end of the season bring home some hardware as far as individual awards.
2: MVP, my MVP right now is Bear. I feel like he's the most efficient PG this season by far. The way he runs that number one ranked offense in in, in every category, efficiency, field goal percentage, three-point percentages, and they're not even top five in possessions. They're not top five in possessions, but they lead the league in scoring. That goes to show you how efficient and how cohesive that unit is, that offense is. So my MVP is bare because the number one, they're the best team in the league. So it's kind of like – when you're the best team in the league, who's the best player? You could say Kai, but at the same time, I feel like Bear's that leader. He's that engine. He is what – it starts with him, and then they pick up afterwards. Most improved – that's a tough one because all the most improves I had are not improving. They actually, you know, they actually took a took a nosedive a little bit. So most improved. Man, I'm gonna say just I'm gonna go lock because I can't think of a guard right now that's most improved. But I'm gonna go TB. I feel like TB really went from a team that he was okay on to now he's really a pivotal, pivotal game changer. He's a he's literally, I think the only person I would put over him for DPOY is awkward. Like, TB has made that big of a jump. What year have we been able to say that about TB? And he was in the league season three, three, four, and now five. But he's never been in that top upper echelon of locks until now. So when I think uh, most improved, that's kind of how I view it. Of course, if I did some research and thought thought about it, I'm going to pick a guard, whoever was, you know, kind of cheeks or average and, and then kind of shot it up. But right now, just off the, off the dome, I'm going to go TB. Coach of the year. I'm gonna go Nick. I feel like I feel like Nick is just consistently good. He's good in he's been good in both group plays. He's been good both times in Indy. I feel like it's it's hard to argue right now with him being the number one team by far. Like they're I think they're up six points in the West. That's a lot. Phillies, you just won, and they're up on the Wizards by one.
1: Yeah, Nick, they, they, they also have a chance, I think, to do something that hasn't been done so thus far, you know, especially with us going to conferences with being back-to-back number one seeds uh, in the West.
2: Yeah, see, so it's like, how do you go against that? How do you go against a dude who hasn't even hit a rough spot in the road? Their worst performance is what, the semis? They've only lost a maximum of one game in group play. Like, they're dominating. And when they do, when they are faced with adversity, when they are faced with tough games, they still pull it out. They're still that team that, okay, it's cool. You came out punching them in the mouth. You came out swinging with them for a half. That third quarter comes, flood. Or even through three quarters, that fourth quarter comes, flood. Like, so it's like... I just don't know who else you pick when he's doing the stellar job he's doing with that team. Rookie of the year? Easily, Gallo. Easily. I don't know how anybody – if it's anybody else, I would love to hear the argument because right now, for for me, it's Gallo. He's on a 6-2 build with a 92 dump with an 88 three ball, and he's doing both. He's 300 like he's on the traditional three-point shooting build but he's on a dunking bill, doing what he's doing, really hooping, really hooping with a new team at that. He, he doesn't have a team full of vets. He has a rookie shooting guard, a rookie lock, a second-year power forward, and a vet center. He has one vet on his team, one. And he's doing what he's doing. I got to tip my hat. Gallup.
1: Got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Um, before we get to the rapid-fire question, I just want to ask, you know, your th- man, you – you know, I I carry the name O.G. King Kurt, but it's definitely the first generation players are the O.G.s of of this whole two K league uh, infrastructure. I mean, I want to ask you, know, right now, what is your current thoughts about the state of pro am into in today's game?
2: I feel like pro am is I don't want to say in shambles, but it's like when post draft hits a lot of players that i didn't see at all they come around they come about then oh i shouldn't be here or i should be in the league or i could be in the league Where were you when it mattered what what were you with the big dogs what were you when all the comp was there you got nowhere to be found and also feel like people don't stick it out no more like as an og back in the day like we we took a team and we we stuck it out like, we figured it out. We went through the bumps. We went through the hard roads, and we figured it out. Now it's just snake this, snake that. Oh, this offer, this offer. Grass aren't always greener. You could get the five best players in the league. Nine, eight, eight out of ten, that team won't be good because personalities have to mesh. It'll be a bunch of voices. Still need a leader. Still need cohesiveness. That's that's really what the proam community is now. It's too many people thinking the grass is greener on the other side. They don't take time to just find out what works for them, what's the best situation for them, and just stick it out. So that's my only worry is it's just teams don't stick it out. It's it's too many snakes. Too many teams don't work. I, that's the one thing I say about Space Jam. For, for the past eight years, I think I've been the most consistent when it comes to lineups. i probably make one change. A year, if that, in those six months, I'll change out one player. If it just doesn't work that bad, I'll change it. But for the past three years, I want to say I've changed like two people when it comes to what I've started the year with. And I've still been competitive. Am I winning as much as I would like to? No. But at the same time, I'm more so doing what I want to do because all that winning doesn't, doesn't matter as much as people think. I seen Merck last year win everything with Vandy AA, and all that. He went undrafted. So don't tell me it's a defined, definite algorithm to making a league. It's not. It's not. So everybody out there who wants to make the league, oh, if, if, I, if I win this much, I'm going to make it. Nah, you need eyes on you. You need to be dominant while doing it and, and be doing so many other things, be able to market, be able to be entertaining, be able to, show how you are as a person. Like, it's just so many things to make the league. But the Pro-Am is is worried about one thing, winning. It can only be one winner at the end of the day. All y'all can't win. So what else can you bring to an org? What else can you show yourself as a person? Because it it can only be one winner. Same 2K League, it'll be one winner this season. Five players. Five. It's over 100. Over 100 of them will be losers when this is over. So, but what have you done? What have you changed? Have you grown as a person? Have you grown as a teammate? Have you grown as a man? Like, it's so much that goes into experiences and and, and people just kind of short themselves and say, oh, I'm not winning, so boom. Everybody can't win, bro. Everybody will never be able to win. So what can you really do outside of winning? If that's all you offer, then it's like, what are you you doing it for? Because everybody can win. But at the end of the day, I do think that this community will start to go up as as it gets older, where at a very young stage, where that's who our best players are, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. At 16 to 20, 21, those are half of the best upcoming press, more than that. Most of the best prospects left are underage, or just coming of age. So they're still trying to figure the world out itself while trying to get drafted.
1: No, good point, and, and well said. Uh, at this moment, as OG wants to know, rapid-fire questions, answer open honestly as quick as
2: possible. Uh, biggest influence? Aside from, from myself, my biggest influence is my family. What motivates you? Aside from myself, again, my biggest motivation, everything. Meaning haters, supporters, lovers, everything. You, you can find motivation in everything in life if you want it bad enough.
1: Got yeah, you. best part about being a streamer?
2: Being myself. Best part about being a streamer is being able to just turn this, hit start live, go live, and just be me and not be fake at all.
1: Okay. Um, best advice you ever received.
2: Best advice I've ever received was to just find you and be you in the loudest way possible. Learn how to just live life on your own accord. Listening to everybody else will have you down the road wondering what's next. If you always follow your heart and what you want to do, then you'll always be fine.
1: Most memorable 2K League moment.
2: All right. That's a tough one. Most memorable 2K League moment. It might be versus y'all in season three when I had 40-something and random smashed his keyboard <laughs> and the game got closed out <laughs> because the game before had like eight, nine turnovers. It was a do-or-die win. And my team looked at me like, JT, come on. And I'm like, all right, bro. I'm about to snap. And once it happened, I'm like, oh, man, I would have had more than that. But, you know, he hit the dash on. He had the Tony Snell style.
1: Hey, quick funny story about that. I actually had to use the bathroom. I was on. I went to use the bathroom. I was on my way back, and he had already quit out the game and was walking past me. I, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite video game.
2: 2K. Okay.
1: All right. Okay. Um, favorite teammate you ever played with?
2: Tough, 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 tough. Give me – give me Ramo. Give me Ramo.
1: Uh Favorite 2K of all
2: time? 2K17 when I was the best in the world.
1: Hey, def- and, I, and I was there
2: to witness it, brother. Best in the world. <laughs> Wish we had the league back then.
1: Hey, I I, I I say that um, a lot of it came way too late for a lot of people.
2: Man, hey,
1: favorite content creator?
2: I'm gonna go DS Biffle. I I watch him play, and he's not the most entertaining. Like he's funny, of course. Like he has a cool sense of humor. But stick wise, he's the best COD player above and beyond. And that's what what I love more than anything. I love seeing dudes just dominating. And when I watch him play Warzone, it's nobody better. He's in his own class. He's amazing.
1: Favorite thing to do when you're not gaming or streaming?
2: Favorite thing to do when I'm not gaming or streaming, I love to do anything out the house. Meaning if that's going to the movies with my girl, going to a new restaurant, traveling. I just love to go out and try something new because life, you can't take nothing with you. You could lose money at any time. The best thing you will have in this world is experience. It is memories. So at the end of the day, my biggest thing is to get experience and to get the most memories I can while I'm here.
1: Hey, uh, JT, so before we get out of here, uh, I just want to, you know, have, let, plug people in, let them know how they can catch up with
2: you on all accounts. Uh, just plug away, man. Best thing about me, you no, know, I've been that dude for a little while now. So you know, all my names match everything. Verified on Twitter at Demon JT with an underscore. I don't know what troll has has it without the underscore. IG verified Demon JT without the underscore. Twitch same thing. Demon JT no underscore. So basically, if you want to find me, it's Demon JT. Even on Google, you know, saying it. Same thing. Wherever you need me, Demon me, JT. I promise you will find me. It's only one of those.
1: Well, um, you heard it. A hey, great guy to keep up with, uh, doing some big things. Definitely uh, can't wait to see him uh, back on the 2K League stream here soon. Uh, but thanks for coming by, JT. Long time friend. Uh, and I wish you nothing but the best out there in the city of angels, man.
2: Thank you, OG. Thank you, thank you, thank you for even bringing me on. It's been a pleasure.
1: And I just want to thank each and every one of you for tuning into this episode. Definitely enjoy my time with Demon JT. Um, if you haven't, like I said, already subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you do that. Also, make sure you subscribe to all the OG Two Cents podcast on all major streaming platforms. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Make sure you follow me on social media at OG King Kurt. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, You can find the OG Two Cents podcast on social media as well. Uh, The OG Two Cents podcast, that's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, You can go to www.ogkingkurt for everything OG King Kurt and the OG Two Cents podcast. I definitely appreciate it. You can find that everything that's going on with the OG right there at www.ogkincur.com. As you may all know, I'm ambassador for drink control. Drink control contains all you could ask for from a powdered milk replacement shake. Not only the stuff that you've heard of like proteins, healthy carbohydrates, fiber, and healthy fats, but even the things you might not normally pay attention to. Over five grams of naturally occurring BCAAs, 22 plus vitamins and minerals, prebiotic fiber to promote healthy gut bacteria, MCTs to support appetite control and and satiation, and finally, digestive enzymes to support healthy digestion. But the most important thing, It tastes just like the bottom of the cereal bowl. So go to drinkcontrol.com and use the code OGKingKurt for discounts on their products. Shout out to my team, Shrider Visuals, Box Graphics, Cy Evermore, and Matrix uh, for making the OG Two Cents podcast what it is. Definitely appreciate you guys. Make sure you tune in each and every Saturday and Sunday, 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time on BNC for Esports Extra. That's what hosts Larry Ridley. Uh, the, the crew, Coach K, extra, a, a producer extraordinaire. Durban Royal, Andrea Richmond, a.k.a. Bordy McBoard, Brandon Bell, Jay Alford, and Antonio Williams. And, of course, O.G. King Kurt. Um, you can catch Esports Extra every Saturday and Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Follow Esports Extra on Twitter at Esports Extra and on Instagram. Uh, if you want any O.G. King Kurt and the podcast apparel, make sure to go to schools.com slash O.G. King Kurt and get your OG Kinker and OG Two Cents merch. Use the code OG15% and shop today. Make sure you tune in to the next week's episode. And remember, if it makes sense, it's an OG Two Cents. OG out.
0: Put this work in, fellas. And much, much, much love to the entire 2K community for always showing me love. Without y'all, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. Jar, yeah, yeah.